You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. The root meaning of grow weary is to wonder. Is when you leave a place, a path that you never should have left. God told you better was here, but you left. You started wondering, meandering, leaving something that was fixed. Secure or safe. And no question about it, when God puts us on a path, it is in truth fixed, secure, safe, and it will lead to prosperity. But when you grow weary, it also says about you that you are looking at your present situation to the point to where what you see is causing you to become unsatisfied. And unhappy. You don't like what you see. And it's sad because when you become such as a child of God. You have stopped considering 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. As well as 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Because we are told in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 that that we don't need to walk by sight. And then 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 uh, bags that up, uh, tells us why we don't need to walk by sight. Because what we see or figuratively experience is just temporary. This is a temporary thing. You, You can never... Allow yourself to look at something temporary and, and think that it's permanent. You can't think that it's permanent. The only thing that's permanent is God's written and revealed word. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not what I said. What I told you is not going to fail. Is going 
to happen. But when you look at your present situation, it's easy for you to become dissatisfied or unhappy because of what you're experiencing or what you're, you're looking at. But to grow weary is also a sign of you giving up the fight. I say it's a sign of you giving up the fight. As children of God, we are told to put on the whole armor of God. We are told to get a shield that's called the shield of faith and a sword that refers to truth. We, we have to be prepared to fight. But when you grow weary, again, it's a sign that, that you're, you're quitting. You don't have fight in you. And, and sometimes a thing can be attacking your mind, your body, or, or such. To the point to where you can get tired. But even when you're tired as a child of God, you still got to keep moving forward you can't act like a carnal minded person or a sinner you gotta use your weapons when your body start to act up you gotta use your weapons when things are not going the way you desire them to go matter of fact look at somebody tell me you can't quit fighting you gotta keep fighting you, you gotta keep fighting. Y'all didn't say it boldly. I need you to just be a little more bold and say to somebody, you gotta keep fighting. Look at another person. I don't know what you're wrestling against. I don't know what you're battling. But you need to keep fighting. And don't fight like a carnal minded person because if you fight like a carnal minded person you're not going to get the victory 1st John 5 and 4 says the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith you gotta fight the good fight of faith that's what Paul told Timothy fight the good fight of faith. Then he told him why you fight. Lay hold of what eternal life. Remember God came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So in the midst of fighting, lay hold on what God promised you. Why should I lay hold on what God promised me? Because all of his promises are yes and amen. I can't grow weary. I can't stop fighting even though physically I experience fatigue mentally I experience it I still have to keep moving forward 
Paul said, one thing I do. I forget those things that are behind. But then he said, and I press. I press toward the mark. Sometimes you got to press. You know, when you're pressing, that means that it's something that's trying to stop you from getting to where you're, you're going. Paul said, I'm reaching for the high call. I'm reaching for something that's further than me. I'm reaching for something that's bigger than me. But if I keep moving forward, sooner or later, it's going to be in my grasp. Sooner or later, I'm going to have it. See, when you fight the good fight of faith, you have to understand according to Hebrews 11 and 6, you're going to be rewarded, get this, by God. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him I gotta keep fighting I can't get to the point to where I become faint I just give up I just stop Thinking the way God told me to think. Talking the way he told me to talk. Doing what he told me to do. I become faint. That doesn't need to happen. And I'm going to show you when you do faint or uh, grow weary. What that says about you personally. Let's go to Proverbs 24. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me now. Proverbs 24. Verse 10. You holding on? If you faint. In the day of adversity, adversity in one sense represents trouble, trials. Your strength is small. And as children of God, our strength should never be small because God made sure when he gave us the Holy Spirit that we got supernatural power. Acts 1 and 8, Jesus told his disciples, you shall receive power. When? After the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Why? So you can be witnesses. So you can show people how to smile even when you're going through it in your mind. So you can show people how to keep moving forward even when you don't feel like moving forward. And I love it because Jesus was the perfect example. They had tied him to the pole and had beat him 39 times. The maximum penalty. But when they loosed him, he still 
carried the cross up a hill while he was bleeding. And while people were watching him carry the cross, get this, naked. No clothing. Blood had become his, his garment. Bleeding from his crown to the sole of his feet. Bleeding because at his head because they had put a crown of thorns around it. Bleeding from his shoulders down because again they had whipped him at the whipping pole. 39 stripes. But he kept moving forward because he had us in mind I gotta keep going I, I, I gotta keep going I gotta get to that hill I can't die right here on the way to the hill I gotta reach my goal I gotta get to the hill and die because if I don't die I can't redeem white I can't redeem self walker I can't redeem Robert Tarber, if I don't reach my goal, if I don't make it to the hill. We are Christians, Christ-like. We have to follow that example. But if you think just because you're going through something, it says that your, your strength It's small. You're not relying on God. See, see, it's certain, it's certain things. We just have to say, God, give me the strength. I know you want me to do this, so give me what I need to do it. Whenever a child of God's strength becomes small, it's when he or she is not relying on the power that God has given him or her or that God promised. If you faint in the day of adversity, touch yourself like this. My strength, My strength. is small. small. I'm not relying on him the way I need to. I done been there before. When, when your strength is small, you start talking that dumb stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, it's so hard. It's just, I, I don't know what I'm going to. You just got out of church, but you don't know what you're going to do. You've been asking God to help you, but you don't know what you're going to. But when you get in yourself. You start looking to yourself. Your strength is small. Notice the implication of the verse. When adversity comes, that's when you should manifest great strength. That's when you should be determined to move forward. You don't lay down just because your trouble wants you to lay down. You don't cry out uncle just because somebody just needs you in the back. 
you got to fight back. If they need you and you fell to the ground, look for a rock or stick. Look for something so you can come. Some of y'all are like you ain't never been in no physical fight. Used to fight these big, these big men. And I said, Lord, I ain't no way I'm going to be able to fight him just, just with my natural dukes. I'm going to have to have something. I'm going to put me some brass knuckles in my pocket. And that way, if I see I can't take him just, just with my regular dukes, I'm going to pull him out and put a... I'm sorry, I went back just a little bit to my past. Let's go back to the scripture. Thank you, Jesus. Say to your neighbor, if you faint in the day of adversity, you're not as strong as God wants you to be. Now, now Paul in Galatians 6 and 9 said to the saints, I don't need you to grow weary while doing good. It's a good thing that God chose you to be on the praise team, but now you want to quit the praise team. I don't think I no longer want to do that, but that's a sacred position. Why do you want to give up something? That you said, God, told you to be a part of. You don't start putting yourself before him. He didn't want them to grow weary in doing the right thing. Even though you may not be getting financially what you want to get right now, you should never grow weary in giving to God. Even though you don't feel like your prayer is producing the, the results that you desire, you should never stop praying to God. Even though you, you treat folk right and it seems like they don't respect you, you should never stop doing good. On that note, I got to show you something. Good. God from Zion. Let me show you something. Let, let's go to uh, Psalm 109. I think that's where I want to go. Psalm 109. Y'all all right? Psalm 109, and let's consider verse 5. That is what David said. But we, we could actually say the same thing. Psalm 109 and 5. Thus, they have rewarded me evil for good. Hatred for my love. 
I was, I, was, I was really trying to help him, but he cussed me out. I, would, I told her the truth because I wanted her to be a better person, but she didn't take it that way. And so she... <laughs> they rewarded me evil for good. How many have ever been there? You show love, but they still hated you. And sadly, sometimes that's folks you're close to. You do good for them, but they act like it don't mean nothing. And see, when folks do you like that as a human, your first thing is, you know, okay. You want to retaliate. I said you want to retaliate. You, you know what? You, you can get to the point to where if, if such happens time and time again, you'll feel like there's no use in you doing good. I've been praying, I've been, I've been eating right, I've been doing this, that, and the other. But then you still don't get certain things that you want. I ate good all week. I thought I was going to lose at least 10 pounds. <laughs> but I guess since I didn't, I might as well just go back to eating what I've been eating. They said, give, give God the tithes. And I've been giving him tithe for at least three weeks now. But I ain't seen no windows open up, no blessing come out. So I might as well go back to robbing him. You can't put a time limit on good. If you're doing something that's going to make you better, if you're doing something that's according to God's will, you keep doing it despite opposition, despite not seeing what you desire to see. Because good leads to divine favor. Well, I'm going to prove it. Let's go to Proverbs 12. Y'all stay with me. And keep in mind, Paul did not want them to grow weary while doing good. But consider Proverbs, the 12th chapter. Y'all staying with me, aren't you? Ready? Proverbs 12 and 2. A good Man, or somebody who does good, obtains, help me, from who? But notice, notice the latter part. I got to read it. I'm not going to deal with it much, but I want to read it. But a man of wicked 
intention, somebody that's evil, he will what? You ain't got to worry about folks treating you evil when you do good. God going to get them. Don't, don't, even, don't even get to the point to where you just want to do it. No, can't nobody put a whipping on you like God. See, if you mess with God, folk, God going to get you. See, that, that's just automatic. Touch not my anointing. When you touch God's, he going to get you. See, because all we'll do is get a stick or something, and we'll be satisfied because we got a chance to hit somebody with a stick. God don't use sticks. God uses curses. When God put a curse on you, can't nobody get it off but him. I have prayed when I've done bad. God, please don't curse me. Please don't let no bad happen to me. Have mercy because it endures forever. I have pleaded with him. But notice, a good man obtains favor. From who? See, when you do good, favor going to come. I said favor going to come. You do the right thing, favor going to come. I got to move on to tell somebody that. If you do the right thing. Say that to one more person. He didn't want them to become weary in doing good. Because of due season. Because of due season. Do not grow weary in doing good because in due season due season theologically is God's time and Solomon very wise man said there's a time for for everything and you, you, have to, you have to make up in your mind, do you want man's time, your time, or God's time? See, man's timing can be the wrong time. Even though it can feel like the right time. Our time is primarily based upon what we desire or stand in need of. And we be like, well, I, I, need, it, I need it now. That, that's our timing. But see, God's timing represents his sovereignty. So God can look at, yes, you are in a need. But because he's sovereign or in control of everything. 
He can cause everything to be put on hold until he decides to bless you. And, and, and this is the thing right here. If God knows that you're in a need and he puts everything on hold, he will still make things work out for your good even though you need something. Oh, y'all ain't read Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the what? Even when you are in dire straits, God still makes things work out for you. Even when you ain't got no job, no money coming in, God still makes things work out for you. You ain't got no money coming in, but, but God making sure that somebody gives you at least $300 a week. In certain cases, 1000 a week. But, but now, you can't get to the point to where you don't want to go back to work. <laughs> you got to work. Well, he been taking care of me and I ain't been working. So maybe I'm not going to put in no more application. No, you put in an application. Because it's also his will for you to work. But he'll take care of you. And I don't know this. I don't say this because I don't know it. I know it. I'm telling you. I remember days of struggling, but God constantly met my need. I remember days of not having anything in the house to eat, only for God to send folk by the house with cases of stuff. That morning ain't got nothing in the freezer, ain't got nothing in the refrigerator. By four that evening, a case of pork chop, a case of steak, and trying to figure out where in the world I'm going to put this because I got a small refrigerator and a little small freezer at the top. And don't let that y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You know, you know them? Look, what was that? 13 cubic refrigerators? I got so blessed one time. I mean, I, it was empty that morning. Somebody came by and filled it that evening. I got so much. I said, oh, good God. I got to find out somewhere to put this stuff. I had to borrow somebody's freezer just to put some food in. And then had no money but had plenty of food. Say to your neighbor, it's no, nobody's timing like God's timing. <laughs> and don't ever call God's timing a delay. Don't associate your pessimistic thoughts, your negative thoughts with God. God knows exactly what he's doing, whether you agree to it or not. I like what Paul said. Paul said, it, it, even when we're not faithful, he's faithful. He cannot deny himself. If God told you he was going to do it, he's going to do it. It may not be on your timetable, but he's going to do it. 
I went through that little phase where, where I, I used to say to God, God, you said you were going to do such and such, and it ain't happening now. You see that I need it. I went through that phase until I finally learned God's time. His time. Because, see, God will allow you to suffer for a minute in order for you to grow in order for you to understand the divine or understand his ways he will allow that suffering to happen but you will be better for it don't don't ever think you won't be better when god allows something not to come when you desire it to come when such happens he's just making you better you're going through pain but you're still Thinking the word, talking the word, and doing the word. Just, just keep going and don't, don't think for a minute God is not going to do what he promised you. He has to do it. You know what Isaiah said when he sent his word forth. It's not going to return to him empty of all. He's going to do everything that he sent it to do. Woo! Tell somebody God is a God of his word. In due season, you're going to reap if you do not faint or lose heart. You can't be to the point to where you lose heart. I got, I'm going to deal with two more things and I'm going to be done. When you lose heart or faint, in one sense, it says about you as a child of God. You holding on? You have got at ease. Guess where? In the church. Or the Bible calls it Zion. You done got to the point to where you're fired. Your intensity for God. Your fervor for the things of God. Is not. As it should be. Or is not as it once. Was. You're not as happy about his word as you. As you used to. You don't believe the word the way you used to believe the word. You, you, you don't believe in fasting the way you used to fast. You don't got at ease in Zion. Go ahead and preach it to yourself, walk if they don't want to listen. Say to your neighbor the one thing you can't lose. Is the fire. You got to keep your fire. I said you got to keep your fire. You, you got to stay excited for God. I don't care how long you've been saved. You got to keep your fire for God. You have to be to the point to where you never lose your enthusiasm about the things of God. When you, when you lose the fire in Zion, 
your hallelujahs will go. They won't go all at once. Your dance will go. Your turn in victory will even go. You'll get to the point to where, where you used to be the first one. You, you had your own victory turn. You're going to hold out your right hand and move your shoulder with, with your victory turn because you're on fire. But when that fire starts to go, Bray, this, this is what they'll do. They'll be. See, the hand ain't out there no more. Shoulders ain't moving. Then they'll just get to the point where they're like this. Looking at everybody else. Turn. What done hell? You done got at ease. In Zion. I got to show you something. Go with me to Amos, the book of Amos. Because some of y'all looking at me, I don't, I don't understand what he's talking about. Well, go to Amos. And if you don't know where Amos is, just go to your table of content because I want you to see this. Amos, the sixth chapter, and we're just going to consider verse number one. The first clause. Amos 6 and 1. Woe to you who are at in Zion. The fire is no longer there, but you're still in the church. See, see, when you have an evangelistic ministry, but you no longer evangelize, you no longer witness on the streets, you're at ease in Zion. When you have a deacon's ministry, but you no longer have that zeal like, like Stephen and Philip, you at ease in Zion. When you have elders that like the title elder but don't want to go and pray for no sick folk, you done got at ease in Zion. When you have a praise team that relies more on their gift, Brother Powell, than the anointing, the praise team done got at ease. In Zion. Say to your neighbor, whoa, 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 whoa. To those who have got at ease in Zion. When you no longer want to cast out demons, you no wanna you no longer want to give God the hallelujah or the highest praise. You done got at ease in Zion. When you don't bring God his tithes and offerings cheerfully because you know God loves a cheerful giver, you have gotten at ease in Zion. When you allow that low down man that left you to control your, your day ins and your day out sister, you have got at ease in Zion. And look at the text. Whoa! You're in trouble when you get at ease in Zion. I said you're in trouble when you get at ease 
in Zion. You can't lose your dance. You can't lose your shout. You can't lose your hallelujah. You can't lose your excitement. You got to keep telling folk about the one that saved you. You got to keep telling folk about the one that raised you. You got to keep telling folk how good he is. You got to keep letting folks know can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. When you allow your sickness to stop you from doing what God has ordained for you to do, even though you still got strength to do it, you have gotten at ease in Zion. I'm finna drop another bomb. When you have gotten so educated to where you can't give God the shout that he deserves. You can't give him the dance that he deserves. You can't give him the amen, the hallelujah that he deserves. You have gotten at ease in Zion. Woo, look at your neighbor and say, I, I, I wonder. Have you got it ease in Zion? It's quiet in that in, in the sections. I, I hear some stuff in these first three or four rows, but as you go back, I don't see nobody back there with no hallelujah. I don't see nobody back there with a thank you. Have you gotten at ease in Zion? The reason you can't shout for Jesus. The reason you can't witness that you're Somebody said to me, so you still like you just love to preach like you, you and you've been preaching it for years, but it seemed like you just started practicing. Man, I still got that fire. I still got the fire. 62, but still got my woo, still got my dance. Still got my energy. Say to your neighbor, whoa, whoa. to you. If you get at ease in Zion. He didn't want them to faint. And you're going to have trouble. You're going to have some trouble that's going to try to stop you. And cause you to get at ease in the church. I'm going to tell y'all something. I, I, I have seen it. I've been, I've been saved a, a good while. You know I've been pastoring, preaching 30 plus years. But I have been saved long enough to where I can tell you about churches that are no longer in the city, in the county. Get this, that used to be on fire. I can take you to churches right now. That used to be on fire. If you go in there now, you'll look back out the door and say, I thought I was in a. Let me make sure this. I thought. Well, the sign said, but it sure ain't exemplified it on the inside. Folk get at ease in the church. I pray when I go to heaven that y'all don't get at ease. 
Oh, he going to take me one day. I just, I just pray he let me peep and see if y'all. <laughs> we have to be to the point to where we look forward to reaping what God has ordained for us to have. So we so good, we do good until God sends forth the harvest. One last scripture. Let's go to Psalm 145. Y'all all right? You feel like singing? Papa, you always ready to sing. You got that gift. Psalm 145, verse 15. This is how we got to be when, when we continue to do good and we look to receive our due season. Psalm 145 and 15. The eyes of all look expectantly to you or to God. And notice this. Notice what he gives people that, that are expectant. And you give them their, their food. Their needs and desires. But notice when. In due season. David said on one occasion, he said, I look to him more than those that watch for the morning. You know, some folk just look for the sun to come up, but David said, I'm, I'm looking for him. I'm expecting him like folk expect. The sun to rise. That's how I'm looking to him. Then he said on another occasion, I will look to the hills. Why? That's where my help comes from. You got to be expectant. Don't, don't ever limit your reaping season to what Man has promised you. Or what you work for. I always know that God is point blank your source. And when you do right by him. In due season. He going to open up them windows and he going he gonna to do just. He going to just. And get this, God never has to do this right here. He, he never has to do that. He'll just have a continual. 
you'll start reaping according to what Jesus talked about in reference to giving. Good measure. Press down. Shaken. And running. And I'm done. Let's get along to hand of praise. Refuse.